Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even though this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally and historically accurate as possible. Every day a new section of the Doctrine and Covenants will be released. I hope that you'll visit this often and be able to share this uh, with your friends. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Doctrine and Covenants podcast. This will be for section 97. I'll read the heading first. Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, August the 2nd, 1833. This revelation deals particularly with the affairs of the saints in Zion, Jackson County, Missouri, in response to the Prophet's inquiry of the Lord for information. Members of the church in Missouri were at this time subjected to severe persecution and on the 23rd of July, 1833, had been forced to sign an agreement to leave Jackson County. On the 20th of July, 1833, an armed mob approved by the state Lieutenant Governor Lilburn W. Boggs demanded that all Mormons remove from Jackson County, Missouri. They ransacked the home of William W. Phelps and destroyed the unbound sheets of the Book of Commandments that were in the printing office above his home. The printing press was destroyed and Brother Phelps' personal belongings were plundered. Bishop Edward Partridge and another member, Charles Allen, were taken into the county courthouse square where they were stripped of their clothing, tarred and feathered. Sidney Gilbert was forced to agree to close his mercantile store. Three days later, leaders among the saints signed a treaty with the mob that they would leave the county. During the summer of 1833, the saints in Kirtland had devoted much of their attention to building the temple as commanded by the Lord. On the 23rd of July, the very day that the treaty was signed in Missouri, the cornerstones of the Lord's house were laid in Kirtland after the order of the Holy Priesthood. The prophet who was in Kirtland was without knowledge of what was happening in Missouri. On the 2nd of August, he received the following revelation which warned the inhabitants of Zion to observe the commandment or be visited with sore affliction, with pestilence, with plague, with sword, with vengeance, with devouring fire. All right, verse 1. Verily I say unto you, my friends, I speak unto you with my voice, even the voice of my spirit, that I may show unto you my will concerning your brethren in the land of Zion, in other words, Jackson County, Missouri, many of whom are truly humble and are seeking diligently to learn wisdom and to find truth. Verily, verily, I say unto you, blessed are such, for they shall obtain, for I the Lord show mercy unto all the meek and upon all whomsoever I will, that I may be justified when I shall bring them into judgment. Behold, I say unto you, concerning the school of Zion, this is uh, the Missionary Preparation School. I, the Lord, am well pleased that there should be a school in Zion, and also with my servant Parley P. Pratt, for he abideth in me. And inasmuch as he continueth to abide in me, he shall continue to preside over the school in the land of Zion, until I shall give unto him other commandments. And I will bless him with a multiplicity of blessings, in expounding all scriptures and mysteries to the edification of the school and of the church in Zion. It is the privilege of these of those appointed to teach in the kingdom to receive inspiration from God, and, if they are faithful in teaching the scriptures, to have the mysteries of godliness unfolded to them. The blessing extends to all who are called to teach, whether it be in primary, Sunday school, Relief Society, the quorums of the priesthood, or the church educational system. The promise extends to tens, even hundreds of thousands, who have been so called. According to the Apostle Paul, these teachers rank second only to apostles and prophets in their importance in the church, and God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. There is no thought here that the right to teach or to receive the appropriate revelation for the particular teaching assignment to which one has been called is limited to those holding high office or position. 
All who have been baptized and had the gift of the Holy Ghost conferred upon them have received not just the right, but the responsibility to receive revelation. Joseph Smith said, No man can receive the Holy Ghost without receiving revelations. Verse 6, And to the residue of the school, I, the Lord, am willing to show mercy. Nevertheless, there are those that must needs be chastened, and their works shall be made known. The axe is laid at the root of the trees. The tree, seeing the axe laid at its roots, should be motivated to change and do better and bring forth good fruit. And every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit shall be hewn down and cast into the fire. I, the Lord, have spoken it. Thus, those in the school of the elders, who, like their ancient counterparts in the nation of the Jews, had not brought forth good works, whose private lives did not match their public professions, stood in danger of being cut down and destroyed. Verse 8, Verily I say unto you, All among them who know their hearts are honest and are broken, and their spirits contrite, and are willing to observe their their covenants by sacrifice. Yea, every sacrifice which I the Lord shall command, they are accepted of me. For I the Lord will cause them to bring forth as as a very fruitful tree, which is planted in a goodly land by a pure stream that yieldeth much precious fruit. Verily I say unto you that it is my will that a house should be built unto me in the land of Zion, like unto the pattern which I have given you. This refers to the temple in Independence, Missouri. The instructions sent to Zion indicate that the temple to be built at this time in Independence, Missouri, was identical in style to the temple in Kirtland, Ohio, except that the dimensions were larger. Verse 11, Yea, let it be built speedily by the tithing of my people. Behold, this is the tithing and the sacrifice which I, the Lord, require at their hands, that there may be a house built unto me for the salvation of Zion. Because the saints in Zion had not lived worthily of the Lord's blessing, they were unable to build the temple in Jackson County as they had been commanded. Rather than redeem Zion according to the ancient promises, they were driven from it. Bruce R. McConkie said, Time and time again, The early saints in this dispensation were offered the precious privilege of building up Zion, of establishing the new Jerusalem, and of crowning the holy city with the temple of temples. But always the promises were conditional. Always the divine provisos set forth the need for faith, obedience, righteousness, and complete conformity to the high, holy, and heavenly law. Sad to say, the Lord's people failed to gain the promised blessing. Obeying only in part, they received only a partial reward. Failing to live the fullness of the divine law, they were denied an inheritance in the holy city in the days of their mortal probation. It was with the Latter-day Saints as it has been with their ancestors in the days of Moses. The Lord Jehovah offered ancient Israel the fullness of his eternal gospel by the mouth of Moses and others of the prophets. He pled with his people to sanctify themselves and receive the fullness of his glory while in the wilderness, and again after they entered their promised Canaan. A few in Israel gained wondrous gifts and powers, but the generality of the people, obeying only in part, rose no higher in spiritual stature than provided for in the lesser law. And yet in that law, always and everlastingly, there was a call to higher things. The very law itself was a schoolmaster to prepare the people for the fullness of the gospel, and so it has been among us. Though the newly called saints of the 19th century failed to build their promised Zion, yet they retained the glorious gospel with all its hopes and promises. They were left in that state which now exists among us. We are now, we, what we now have is a schoolmaster to prepare us for that which is yet to, to be. We are now seeking to build Zion in our hearts <clears throat> by faith and personal righteousness as we prepare for the day when we will have power to build the city whence the law will go forth when he rules whose right it is. Verse 13, for a place of thanksgiving for all saints and for a place of, of instruction for all those who are called to the, to the work of the ministry and all their several callings and offices. 
The temple in the New Jerusalem was like the Kirtland Temple to house the school of the prophets or the school of the elders. It was in effect to perform the function now assumed in our missionary training centers. Verse 14, that they may be perfected in the understanding of their ministry, in theory, in principle, and in doctrine, in all things pertaining to the kingdom of God on the earth, the keys of which kingdom have been conferred upon you. And inasmuch as my people build a house unto me in the name of the Lord, and do not suffer any unclean thing to come into it, that it be not defiled, my glory shall rest upon it. Yea, and my presence shall be there, for I will come into it, and all the pure in heart that shall come into it shall see God. The psalmist asked, "Who shall see? Who, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who, or who shall stand in His holy place?" His response: He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the from the God of His salvation. This is the generation of them that seek Him, that seek Thy face. After recounting the visions received by prophets of past ages, Joseph Smith taught. And fellow sojourners upon earth, it is your privilege to purify yourselves and come up to the same glory and see for yourselves and know for yourselves. The promise is given to the pure in heart that enter the house of the Lord that they shall see him. Those entering the temple with a pure heart have been baptized and have so lived as to receive a remission of sins. They have had hands laid upon their heads and been commanded to receive the Holy Ghost and have responded to that command. Thus they have been baptized by fire as the dross of sin has been purged from their souls. In the temple they have been washed and anointed and properly clothed to, uh, so that they might stand in the presence of the Holy One, which becomes their privilege as they prepare themselves for it. That was by Joseph Fielder McConkie. Verse 17, But if it be defiled, I will not come into it, and my glory shall not be there, for I will not come into unholy temples. There's going to be 24 temples built in independence, not all of which are temple temples, but will be buildings with with specific purposes. 18, And now behold, if Zion do these things, she shall prosper and spread herself and become very glorious, very great, and very terrible. And it shall be said among the wicked, Let us not go up to battle against Zion, for the inhabitants of Zion are terrible, wherefore we cannot stand. Joseph Smith said, You know there has been great discussion in relation to Zion, where it is and where the gathering of the dispensation is, and which I am now going to tell you. The prophets have spoken and written upon it, but I will make a proclamation that will cover a broader ground. The whole of America is Zion itself from north to south, and is described by the prophets who declare that it is the Zion where the mountain of the Lord shall be, and, and that it should be in the center of the land. When elders shall take up and examine the old prophecies in the Bible, they will see it. Brigham Young said, This ancient continent will be Zion, for it is so spoken of by the prophets. Jerusalem will be rebuilt and, and will be the place of gathering, and the tribe of Judah will gather there. But this continent of America is the land of Zion. Verse 19, And the nations of the earth shall honor her and shall say, Surely Zion is the city of our God, and surely Zion cannot fall, neither be moved out of her place, for God is there, and the hand of the Lord is there. And he hath sworn by the power of his might to be her salvation and her high tower. Therefore, verily thus saith the Lord, let Zion rejoice, for this is Zion, the pure in heart. Therefore, let Zion rejoice while all the wicked shall mourn. Zion is a state of being, a state of purity of heart that entitles one to be known as a member of the household of faith. Brigham Young spoke of the saints having Zion in their hearts. Unless the people live before the Lord in the obedience of his commandments, they cannot have Zion within them. As to the spirit of Zion, it is the hearts of the of the saints of those who love and serve and, and serve the Lord with all their might, mind, and strength. 
Verse 22, For behold, and lo, vengeance cometh speedily upon the ungodly as the whirlwind, and who shall escape it? The Lord's scourge shall pass over by night and by day, and the report thereof shall vex all people. Yea, it shall not be stayed until the Lord come. For the indignation of the Lord is kindled against their abominations and all their wicked works. Nevertheless, Zion shall escape if she observe to do all things whatsoever I have commanded her. Melvin J. Ballard said, Why should we hope to escape who have been baptized into this church, yet ignore the commandments of the Lord? For there are among us those who do not keep the word of wisdom. Some of us do not pay our tithing. We do not sanctify ourselves by adding unto our faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, and patience, and godliness, and brotherly kindness. Why should we claim exemption, we who know the truth, we who have been warned, we who will testify that we believe God has spoken? Why should we escape if we do not keep the commandments of the Lord? And I say this with a feeling in my heart of deep appreciation that the Latter-day Saints are, notwithstanding all this, the best people in the world. And I have received a witness to my soul that the innocent children and faithful Latter-day Saints were not taken because they were wicked, nor because the families that were touched needed to be chastened or chastised more than others, but that the Lord was speaking through those who had been taken, these one thousand. Latter-day Saints who died in the influenza epidemic is who he's talking about, who have gone from us. The Lord is speaking through them to the whole church, crying repentance unto us, calling us to set our houses in order to keep the commandments of the Lord. Verse 26, But if she observe not to do whatsoever I have commanded her, I will visit her according to all her works, with sore affliction, with pestilence, with plague, with sword, with vengeance, with devouring fire. Joseph Smith said, If Zion will not purify herself so as to be approved of in all things in his sight, he will seek another people, for his work will go on until Israel is gathered, and they who will not hear his voice must expect to feel his wrath. Let me say unto you, Seek to purify yourselves, and also all the inhabitants of Zion, lest the Lord's anger be kindled to fierceness. Repent, repent, is the voice of God to Zion, and yet, strange as it may appear, yet it is true, mankind will persist in self-justification until all their iniquity is expound, is exposed, and their character past being redeemed, and that which is treasured up in their hearts be exposed to the gaze of mankind. I say to you, and what I say to you, I say to all, hear the warning voice of God. Lest Zion fall, and the Lord swear in his wrath, the inhabitants of Zion shall not enter into my rest. Verse 27, Nevertheless, let it be read, read this once to her ears, that I, the Lord, have accepted of her offering. And if she sin no more, none of these things shall come upon her. And I will bless her with blessings, and multiply a multiplicity of blessings upon her, and upon her generations forever and ever, saith the Lord your God. Amen. God's designs always honor the agency of his children. Although the Lord foreordained that Zion in all her beauty should fill the earth, he has not predestined such to be the course for any particular set of people. The early saints were given a choice. They could participate in the building up of Zion in her glory or suffer affliction, pestilence, plague, and the sword. The determining factor was obedience to all of God's commands, for the Lord cannot look upon sin with the least degree of allowance. The inhabitants of geographical Zion cannot be accepted simply because 
because of the location of their earthly dwelling place. They must live the laws of Zion. Satan had stirred up the hearts of the citizens of Jackson County in anger against the saints. Apparently, there was a window of opportunity still available to the saints in which the Lord could turn away the wrath of their enemies. It required immediate and complete obedience to the laws and covenants the Lord had given them. We may never know before the Lord comes and reveals all things what the history of Zion might have been had the saints hearkened to the Lord's spirit and word at this time. That was by Joseph Fielding McConkie. I bear testimony that these things are true and that as we prepare ourselves to uh, be a Zion people and uh, be prepared for, this, for the Lord's second coming, I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time. Bye.